And welcome to episode 24 of the Geek Heart Games podcast. I am your host, Cody Tietrich, alongside my friend, Sam Suvak. Sam, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you doing, Cody? It's been a week, but we're here now, and I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah. It's been a very fun, fun night. Let me, let me just tell you a fun fact about Sam. Sam did some serious adulting today, okay? Oh. Because uh, for probably about a year now, I've needed a new dishwasher. Um, But like when it first came to my attention that I needed a new dishwasher, like I went to the store and looked at stuff and I didn't like any of them. So I was just like, whatever, I'm not going to get one. So I've had like a year of this dishwasher that really doesn't work very well. And today I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to go buy a dishwasher. Uh, So I did. And I'm real proud of myself. I went to the outlet store where they have all of the cosmetic damage ones. Uh, and I got, oh yeah, have you not like heard of this? Like appliances no. that have like, like if they have a dent on them or something, you can get them for That's... real cheap. So hmm. yeah, it's a real big Yeah. So, uh, so I got this dishwasher and it's normally like $850 and I got it for $350, Cody. Damn. So yeah, That's and it's got deal. it's just got has these dents like on either side of it, but it kind of looks like you know maybe it was meant that way because they're they're matching on either side. So I'm like, hey, it's fine. Uh, probably by the time I have it for a year or so, it would have gotten messed up anyway. So what do I care about some dents? So I'm real excited about it. I get it delivered next Tuesday, and then I'm uh, I'm gonna have like real clean dishes from now on. So there's not like a. Like, they don't tell you, like, a backstory about where this came from. Like, no. it's just being sold there. No, so, but like, it has, like, a one-year warranty that, like, it'll work just fine, so. This dishwasher mm-hmm. could have been inside of a murder home. Like, someone got thrown against that dishwasher. And their and hands, they were really strong hands. They got pushed so far back that they, boom, bumped some dicks yeah, into like it. Yeah, like, one of those things. I mean, you know, there's no blood on it right now, so. Did you look inside? Oh, I did. What does that Okay, I was like, what if there's a body inside? That'd be that'd be scary. No, 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 it's all good. Point. You would check inside because like you want to know like how the racks are set up and stuff. Like, that's got enough spot for dishes. Good point. No, okay, no. you know what? I tried. That wasn't uh, a good one. Um, anyways, yeah. we have some housekeeping to do. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be doing 25 episodes next week. So to celebrate it, we're gonna do our top 25 video games of all time. Be no news what we've been playing we're just gonna be talking all podcasts about what we've been working hard on our top 25 lists oh my god it would be really cool oh my god look she's stretching i love that cat um it would be really cool if we could say these are the top 25 for the top 25 years of our lives but somebody hasn't had 25 years in his life yet is that correct also you're like 36 so that doesn't work you're being generous. I'm 37, but thank you. Oh, I Oh, wait. Oh, you're so okay. I'm going to have 37 games on my list, but... But I'll have 24. Yeah. Um, we should, like, in a few years, we'll have a, a Games of Our Lives uh, list, and we'll, we'll do it by age. And we'll pick a game that theoretically represents who we were at, at each year of our life. So when I was, like, a newborn, this is the game that represents me. Be interesting. Spoiler alert: We're not really going to do this. That would be that would be horrible. 
<laughs> I was gonna say I will only agree to this if we can turn the days of our lives, the soap opera theme song, into the "We're just two geeks who are" <laughs> song. I don't know the Days of Our Life theme song. Oh, get it together. Learn your soap operas. All I know is, is like the sand through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives, right? That's how it goes. And then yeah. it goes into the theme song, but I don't know the theme song. Can't tell you off the top of my head, but I've heard it before, so. Yeah. So yeah, you can uh, look forward to our top 25 video games of all time next week. It'll be a lot of fun. All right, Sam. Why don't you tell me what you've been playing lately? All right. Well, we're going to start things off with a game called Hashtag War Games. That is the actual title. Cody questioned me. He's like, is there really a hashtag in front of it? Yes. Yes, there is. Um, this is a Stay game. Millennials. I know. Uh, this is a game from the people who made Her Story, which Cody, did you ever play Her Story? No, but I've heard of it. You've told me about it a lot, yes. actually. I mean, all right, early spoiler alert. It didn't make it onto my top 25 list, but it was real close because it's like, it's a really good game. Uh, of course, anything could change in the next week and it could end up on the list, but I don't think it's going to. Um, but her story was so good because um, it's these clips, these full motion video clips of this woman getting interviewed at the police office. And there are like four or five different sessions. And so like the, the date shows and like she has different clothes. So you can see like the time has progressed and you just see a few clips at first and then you have to listen to it and then pick out keywords and search for those to get videos that also have those keywords. And so the whole thing is like a mystery and you're trying to figure something out, which it works really well. I'd never played a game like that. It's, it's really fantastic. It kept me thinking for a very long time and just the way it was executed was really good. So I was really excited to see what this studio did to follow up, which is this hashtag war games. And it is also full motion video clips. Um, I guess technically you're playing as this hacker named Brightman, but she is like, you're watching her as she's walk working on the computer. And like, it's like her computer webcam is like always on watching her and like, she'll have phone calls, video calls with people. And then like their screen will pop up. And like her hacker buddies will be like on a on a chat like we are here. And so there'll be different screens up at different times. And you can click on like whichever one you want to pull into focus to be the big main one. And the others will be like small around the edges. And when you start, it says that this game observes your behavior and that influences the game. I'm like, okay, I don't really understand what that means. But I think mean, depending on which screen you're promoting to the large image the most it's having an effect on things but um i didn't really get it um it's at the end of each like little mini chapter episode it'd be like here are the decisions you made and i would be like how did i make a decision because like it wasn't clear as the story's going along that you're about to make a decision you're just like having screens up and watching the story play out um it wasn't until like the very last chapter where something happened and there was a very clear like, okay, I understand right now if I click on this image, I'm choosing this and making the decision. But like for the whole rest of the game, like I couldn't really tell that I was making a decision. And so it just like, it seemed kind of pointless. It seemed like I was just watching a story. Um, and it's just about these hackers kind of getting vengeance sort of, or well, it starts off 
like the hacker that you're playing as Brightman, she's trying to clear her mother's name uh, because she was a soldier who was killed in the line of duty. But now, like, the news is saying she's a traitor. And so they're trying to, like, hack the news station to be like, no, she wasn't. She was still a hero, which is interesting. Um, And then one of the hackers kind of does something really bad. And all the other hackers are like, that's horrible. Why would you do that? Um, And I was like, man, I don't like these people as much anymore just because this person did this and like hackers, you know, they're breaking the law. And I guess maybe I'm just old and not like into like Robin Hood social vengeance as much as I think I would be in the real world. Uh, But I just like I wasn't necessarily behind what they were doing. So I didn't really like the characters as much. And I think that's part of why I didn't really get into this game or enjoy it as much as I wanted to. So the three faults, I think, with this game, it wasn't clear about making decisions. I didn't really like the characters. And I had a third one and I kind of forgot it already. I feel bad about this. I don't know. I've lost my train of thought. It was the hashtag in front of Wargames. I really got you. I was fine with that. Um, Oh, there there was no mystery. That's why her story was so good. was because the whole time you were trying to understand this mystery and find what happened. Uh, But this one, it was just like, it was just a story playing out. So you weren't really... um, The way it's set up is theoretically in seasons. So like this was the first season and it had six little episodes. So theoretically, there would be more seasons in the future. And they did end the final episode with a little bit of a reveal that was kind of exciting like oh that's neat but not enough to really make me want to keep playing so overall it was a bit of a disappointment for me i'm sorry to hear that um yeah when uh, i really was like i've never heard of this game so but it's, <laughs> uh it kind of sucks because like yeah i've heard so many good things about her story and like yeah. so for this one to kind of like flat for you to kind of really suck yeah so. it does that's all right. Oh, wait, right. one good thing. One redeeming thing about this game that was really cool. Well, I guess kind of too. It's called War Games, and they do use footage from the movie War Games, which was fun. Uh, also, this hacker, one time while she's just waiting around for something to happen, she's playing a video game, and she's playing Gone Home. So that was fun hey, to see that show. They, I mean, nice. they had a real good game in there. So, so that was cool. Okay, sorry, go all ahead. Right. Uh, so... With the Overwatch League ending and uh, the Summer Games kicking off, I've been playing a lot of Overwatch this week. Uh, so it's been a while since I sat down, and apparently I played last season of competitive Overwatch. I don't remember when. I, these things last for two months, but I don't remember sitting down and playing at all. <laughs> um, so I haven't sat down and played Overwatch and really like, messed with any of the characters that have been reworked. Like They've reworked a lot of characters. Um, yeah. I think I'm finally starting to get in the hand of Wrecking Ball. Uh, I so, so I've noticed what Wrecking Ball characters do is they hop on the, uh, the point and just start spinning around in a circle because mm-hmm. you build momentum and you deal damage and knock people back. Uh, so I was doing that on uh, Hanamura at one point and it was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know if I really contributed anything. Um, but since I've last stopped playing, the kind of characters they reworked uh, that I really was having fun playing as was Hanzo, Sombra, and Symmetra. Uh, Sombra had like some minor reworks, whereas in 
she didn't get like new abilities or anything. They just retuned her abilities. So now she goes invisible. She the invisibility lasts forever, and when she throws her teleporter, it lasts forever. I think they've increased her hack speed so she can hack more often. That's nice. Um, Yeah, and like when Sombra first came out, I remember just being like, "This character is not good." Like she just had so many downsides to playing her. Like, why would you pick her over like going a tracer? Because like. You really would, because the place out was just not fun where it was like, all right, I got like six seconds of invisibility and I got eight seconds before I got to get back to my transporter because it's going to go away. So the kind of like removal of yeah. having to worry about that stuff makes it a lot more fun to play and makes you actually feel like I'm a covert secret hacker character. Hashtag war games. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Sombra's a lot more like fun to play now and I actually feel like I could pick her and not feel like I'm like letting the team down. Um, the change to Hanzo was they removed his scatter arrow and gave him Stormbow, and then he had now has like a dive. Um, and I feel like he's become much more of like a like a tank buster character where like mm-hmm. he can really get in there and like whittle down tanks like with the likes of Reaper, um, and that's a lot of fun. Uh, and I gotta tell you, like, I think I was good with the scatter arrow for like the first week of Overwatch coming out, and then I just stopped being good at scatter arrows because like no one like would go where I want them to. <laughs> um, but storm arrow is a lot of fun. I, it's like a really good tool. Um, and then my favorite one of all, which you had told me, Cody, you're gonna love the new symmetric changes. I'd have been like, you're crazy, but man, do I really love the new symmetric changes, like. Uh, She's really strong. I feel like they do probably need to tune her a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I do enjoy... So now instead of having six turrets that you can place at any point, you have three that you can throw out. And you can only have three at one time. Uh, I think that's a lot of fun. It like, makes it to where like, you're kind of like strategizing like where you should be throwing. Uh, I've noticed people don't pay attention to them anymore. Maybe because you don't have six hitting you at all times. <laughs> but you have like that one, and that one really does a lot of damage over time and when, people just don't pay attention to it when there's a lot going on it is hard to yeah. tell that there's a, a turret behind you hitting you it's just like there's stuff going on so like if you're in a head-on fight with symmetra and you might miss that she just shot a turret behind you you're trying to deal with yeah. her up here you don't realize you're slowly dying from behind so um i think the turrets now have more health than they used to because like a winston j- just can't put his like shock thing on them and they explode instantly. Okay. I think you actually have to like deal a considerable amount of burst damage to them. Uh, I like that her teleport is now just an ability. Um, I really haven't really found a use for it besides like dropping one to get away from people. Yeah. Uh, like I did a little dance with a doom fist last night as he chased me around the map for an hour, uh, which I got him away from the team. So yay me. <laughs> um, her beam no longer sticks to people. You have yeah. to like aim it. And it builds up a charge. And I like that because similar to how Hanzo and Reaper are like tank buster characters, if you just like stick it onto a tank, you're just building that up because like they have such a mass body that you're hitting. Uh, yeah, but you have to be good with your aim. Some oh, God. Not. It's being, so hard. Being good with your aim in a first person shooter. I um, know, man. I need proximity damage, not direct aim. Uh, and so, like, her new super is she puts up this, like, giant force field wall. 
and I have found so many good uses for it. Uh, I blocked like three diva ults the other night with it, and I was like, I feel great. This, this is like what my did, new favorite did character. Debolt, diva ball, diva. Oh, diva ball. Okay. Uh. Uh, but yeah, like, I think these kind of changes the characters what Overwatch really should be doing. Uh, I know right now they're reworking Torbjorn. Like, I think they're kind of working on like making where he can like throw a turret out and it just sets up. Uh, yeah. Instead of him having to place one down and hammer it and constantly stick to it, which I think will make Torbjorn a more viable character. I think these changes have made three characters very yeah. viable. Um, and so Summer Games started yesterday uh, when we were recording this, and they added a ton of new skins. Lucio Ball is back. I've been playing Overwatch since day one, and I'm kind of tired of Lucio Ball. I think they could have came up with a new game mode. I think I've only um, played Lucio Ball like twice, and I'm done with Lucio Ball. So yeah, like I did the competitive <laughs> Lucio Ball last year, and I was just like, "This was fun." But no, I'm good. Not necessary. Um, I think my favorite skin of all the new skins is there's a lacrosse Roadhog skin. Mm -hmm. And first off, you guys should know, I'm a pro hooker. <laughs> I'm a Roadhog player, and I love me some lacrosse. It's <laughs> legitimately in high school. I tried to get my high school to start a lacrosse team, and it was stopped by this mean woman who was my principal. Um, <laughs> I had it like all set up too. I had a coach who was in a coaches. Damn you, Miss McCray. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so he has a lacrosse Roadhog skin, and it's awesome. Uh, Reinhardt has a football jersey kind of one and his hammer turns into a trophy and i have a golden reinhardt hammer so it's a golden trophy oh that's cool. like an extra extra golden trophy and it's so nice um and yeah like i feel like they're making changes to the game that have really improved like the endorsement uh feature they added a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. where you can uh kind of endorse teammates for being good sports and stuff like their sportsmanship shot caller and good teammate um and we talked about it a little bit, but like people were complaining like, oh, this makes everyone be fake nice because yeah. you want the endorsement. Fake I think nice is kinda... better than true asshole. <laughs> yeah, fake nice is better than toxicity, in my opinion. Um, I haven't really got a chance to try out the LFG system. Yeah. I don't know if I want to try it out personally. I don't want to get matched with like some 10 year old kids who are screaming and high on Adderall. See, um... <laughs> matchmaking things should have like an age... Um, a little checkbox says i don't want uh a 10 year old want... who's gonna scream at me yeah i don't yeah yeah i'm having a ton of fun with overwatch again uh it's it feels good to come back and it's really making me miss the overwatch league more though because like there's that little that little like thing for looking at the skins and i'm like man there's gonna be so many skins next uh next season because they've already added two new teams and yeah. we're gonna, probably getting like another four but yeah overwatch is it's crazy to think that uh, two years later, it's still in a great spot. Yeah. Yeah, I've been wanting to go back and play some, but I just haven't had enough time because I've been playing too much Destiny. But um, I do yeah. want to play some more Overwatch. And I haven't even seen all of the new summer skins, so I need to go check those out. So. I will say, there's a Cabana Anna. It's Anna in like a Cabana I outfit. I saw that. It's a little weird. <laughs> Um, she is like a 70 year old woman and she's showing a lot of skin hey man if you got it flaunt it I don't know I guess so um, <laughs> Reinhardt would hit it uh, 
but yeah, so Overwatch still in a good spot. Um, um Sam, and so wait, wait, so this is our episode is coming out like what the fourteenth? No, the thirteenth. Uh, so then that not this weekend, but the weekend after that, um, the Overwatch League All Star Weekend is happening. So it's yeah, August twenty so fifth and twenty sixth. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so that'll Definitely. be something cool to look look forward to. So definitely gonna be watching that. Yeah. Um, Sam, why don't you tell me about Yoku's Island Express? Okay, so you know how I really didn't care for hashtag war games. Well, oh god, you go the complete opposite, and that's oh, how I god. feel cool. for Yoku's Island Express. So this is on Switch. I don't know if it's on other platforms, but it had a free demo on Switch, and you guys know I love my free demos, so I got it. This is a pinball platformer, which you know I'm not big on platformers. And I do, I love pinball and I love pinball machines, but like they always get like kind of boring. You're just going to like flip the flappers and see what happens. I don't know. Like, like what's really the goal of pinball? I don't know. Um, but this is just Pick like. a high score. I mean, oh, time out, time out. Do you not like enjoy seeing a score go up? I mean, I guess, but like, I'm just hitting the see, same. Me, pinball is more about like pinball machine you're on like i like the different themed pinball machines yeah like uh there's a pinball game and they gave me like a bunch of free levels i think one of them was ghostbusters Ooh. that was sick looking um uh, yeah if you're like not on a cool looking stage like no it sucks. but like if i'm at an arcade physically and there's just this pinball machine and it's just like there's just certain things you can hit on the machine and then like what are you gonna do that for like five hours it's like the same machine. Some people would. I mean, Some people, not me. So, yeah, not me. Not me. But pinball in general, just the concept is fun. So this, all right, you, <laughs> Yoku, I guess, is this uh, dung beetle. And he has this little ball that he pushes, which I guess you would think it's dung, but I don't know. It's a white <laughs> That's ball. That's shit. Not shit. But it's white right now. I don't it's know. A, it's bird shit. Maybe it is. Okay. So whatever. He's got his little dung ball and he's got like a string. So he's attached to it. So like as he goes, you can hit flappers and like knock him all around. And so like the ball flies and you see this little dung beetle like on his string flying after it. So it's it's really cute. It's a cartoony style game. Um, and you you just go around and you run into people and they're like, hey, I need some help with this. And so you get like a little side mission and you're just like navigating through this world like a platformer, but you're doing it with uh, pinball flappers. Um, okay. So like you'll you'll go to a section and you'll kind of like get locked in the section, okay? And you'll have to like flip and hit different things. And once you hit enough of these things, like these purple crystals will show up, and then you have to go hit the purple crystals to unlock this door. So then when you hit out, you can go through that door and move back out to the next section. Um, there's these, there's these slugs, um, cause like there's all kinds of weird stuff in this world. Um, and the slugs explode when you hit them, uh, but they don't damage you. Like, that's the really cool thing about this game. Like it doesn't really, you don't really like die. Um, sometimes like, you know, when you've got your pinball and if you go down the center and you fall down, like you would lose your ball, like these, that area has thorns. And so when you go through that, you lose some of your fruit because as you're rolling along, you're collecting fruit. That's like your currency. And so you will use that to unlock different things, usually just 
extra flappers. Like there's, I can see there's this section up here I want to get to, but this flapper's locked, so I have to have enough fruit to unlock it to shoot me up to this new section. Um, but yeah, so there's exploding slugs, and after you do like this one little side mission, you get like whoever this guy is who's in in charge of like slug patrol or whatever he has this vacuum for sucking up slugs and so you get this little vacuum and so when you hit your ball close to a slug time will slow down a little bit and you can vacuum it up and so then once you have it it wraps around your ball a little bit and then you hit it on these things that are like blocking the route and it makes them explode so like you're clearing out the route with the exploding slugs so it's really cool um I mean, technically, you're you're the new postmaster on this island. That's, like, your whole thing, like, your new job and why you're traveling through this island. Um, and when you... There are, like, mailboxes. And so, like, now once I've... At first, I couldn't do anything with them, but then I met the guy who was like, okay, you're in charge now. So now I can, like, put letters in the mailboxes and it'll give me extra fruit. Um, I talked to somebody who was like, hey... Uh, if you get enough, if you go find these like pigments or whatever, I can paint your ball. So like eventually I'm going to be able to do some ball customization, which should be pretty fun. Um, and there's like, so I told you you could fall on these thorns and it doesn't like kill you, but it takes some of your fruit. Um, but apparently after you, after you fall through the thorns a certain number of times, this weird stuff happens. So there's something real weird and mysterious going on on this island. So I think it was either 10 or 15 times uh, after I went through the thorns, it took me to this other like dark area and it just had like the number like 15 here. And then there were these dark figures and it just like sat there for a few seconds. And I was like, what the hell is this? And then it took me back to the game. I was like, did I just die? I don't know. But then when I hit 30 times, hitting the thorns, it took me back there. It was like 30. And I was like, what's going on? So then I hit 50 times because, you know, I'm not great at pinball. So I hit the thorns a lot. So I hit 50 and it takes me there and it says 50. And then something happened, Cody. I still don't even know what it was. But like these creatures that looked like weird little dark things got released. And I think they're now on the island somewhere and I'm going to be encountering them. So I think something dark got released from my continued deaths. Don't know. It's real weird. Um, there's also these, like, wickerlings, I think is what they're called, and they're these little, like, person-type things that you collect. And so after you collect tin, there would be, like, this little, like, statue, kind of like a scarecrow, where you can deposit them. So I went and deposited them. And when I did, it took me to another black screen weird looking stuff going on and I'm like I don't even know there were some creepy figures um so I don't know I think there's gonna be oh my god he's yawning he's so bored I'm, about I'm my sorry. pinball talk I'm sorry it's been a long day <laughs> no, no it's cool um but it's just it's so much fun um I think I wrote in discord when I played the demo that it was like pure joy because it's just like an easygoing fun game I screw up a lot I get caught in these things and it takes me a long time to get out but I don't really care because like it's one of those things where I'm having a good time still and like I know like if I can get the ball to just this direction on the flipper at just the right time I can get back to that spot and so it's kind of like learning where you need to hit to go to the different spots in the area to get through it and it's just it's fun and like there's no like dying unless 
unless this dark, mysterious stuff starts causing trouble later. Um, it's just like a really fun, easygoing game, and I highly recommend it. It's only $20, and it's got the free demo right now on Switch. It's called Yoku's Island Express. So check it out, people. The entire time you were talking about that, I wanted to make a joke about how you're just spreading shit all over this pinball machine because you're a dung beetle. It's fertilizer, and people are happy about it. I'm, I'm just saying, somebody's going to walk in tomorrow and like look down at his pinball machine and be like, there's poo all inside this pinball machine. The thing about the dung beetle ball is that it's very well compacted. So, I mean, it's like kind of dried. It's not, it's not like Good leaving point. stuff. I mean, yeah. you might smell something like, was there something weird going on here? I don't know, but you won't see any yeah. traces of it. So, um, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Sam, the last game we have to talk about is a very old game uh, that I remember talking about playing on uh, Xbox 360 back in the day. You played some uh, Viva Pinata with the, uh, was this through Gold or was this through uh, Xbox Game, game Pass? Pass? Yeah, it's on Game, game Pass, Pass right um, now. So tell me about your experience with Viva Pinata. It's been a very long time since I played. Yeah, well, I didn't know what this game was, but I'd heard Steimer talk about it a lot on What's Good Games. And she just like raved about it. I'm like, this must be the greatest game in the world. I'm going to try it. Um, so it turns out that Viva Pinata is a kind of Animal Crossing type game. You build a garden and try to get animals to come live in your garden. Um, so I think it'll also kind of be like what Stardew Valley would be, like you're just growing stuff, having tasks, doing things. Um, it's not generally my type of game, but let me say, I just started off and this game was adorable. These pinatas are so cute. And so like just from yeah. the first cinematic, I was like, oh my God, yes, I want to collect these little guys. I want them to come live in my garden. Um... So it's pretty cool. It's pretty easy to get started. You got to clear your land and plant your grass and get some stuff coming. Um, these pinatas are all black and white when they're out in the wild. But then if you get them to come and decide to be residents in your garden, they have a little cinematic where they transform into a colorful creature. And those were always really satisfying whenever I would get a new resident and I'd get to see them like metamorphosize into their colored things. So that looked nice. Um, I got a lot of worms, which are like the little worm creatures. Those are like the first things that you get. And so I figured out how to like have them start romancing each other and making more worms. And I was like, okay, this is great. Um, it took me too long probably to figure out that I needed to start buying seeds from the store and planting things. So I was like, why are no other animals coming to my garden? And I'm like, oh, you need to plant things to attract the animals. So I did that, and I started getting a lot of animals. Um, I was really disappointed because I never got anything besides the worms to romance. Um, and I was pissed because I had these sparrowmints that are kind of, they look like owls, some type of bird. And, like, I had two of them, and, like, I you know, they should have been romancing. I'm like, why are you not romancing? I built you a freaking nest to use. And then finally I figured out like you're supposed to go in and check. They have certain romance requirements for each animal. And so these stupid sparrowments, one of the requirements is they have to eat a worm. And I'm like, there are 20 worms 
rolling around over here. I'm like, why are you guys not eating them? And like, I played for like over an hour and they never ate one. Neither of them. And I'm like, I don't know how to make you guys eat these things. Like, what is wrong with you? Uh, so I was really mad about that. I sold their house. I was like, you know, you guys don't get your nest anymore because you're obviously not going to use it. So I got rid of that. I was like, uh-huh. Jesus. I was pissed, man. And then, like, I was trying to get these, like, snake-like creatures to romance. But, like, apparently one of them has to eat this marshmallow, which is a little mouse creature, in order to become a resident. And, like, the first one ate one, but then I couldn't get any more marshmallows to come to my garden. So the other snake eventually left. Um, just as I was kind of, like, winding down in my excitement, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Um, I realized at the store you can buy accessories for your little animals. And so, like, I started going through and buying hats for my stuff. Well, because the hats were actually free. You didn't have to pay for those. You could just put them on. So, like, there were, like, top hats and, like, a little aviator thing with the flaps. And, like, a witch's hat. So I was getting different things like that, which was really cool. Um, but then, like, I was looking at everybody's requirements, and they were all needing all this different stuff, which I didn't have. And then my freaking animals started fighting with each other. And I was just like, <sighs> and I was like, you can like try to stop them by hitting them with your shovel or like using the watering can on them. So I was trying that. It was not working. They were just like eating each other. And I was like, well, I mean, if they're ones that need to eat the other one for something, that's fine. But I don't think they were. I think they were just fighting because they were assholes. Um, so... That's about the time that I stopped. I was like, this has been fun, but I don't want to put the effort into this. I mean, I like catching, well, not catching, but having them come live in my garden. Um, but like, I don't know. I was like, eh, it was getting real crowded in there anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, I remember when it, uh, when it came out on Xbox 360, I think it was free. Oh. Um, it may have came free with the system. And so I remember playing it and like, I think we all just liked it because like Viva Pinata was on TV. It was like a TV show, I believe. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I think it was a TV. I think it was a TV. Show. It was like a cartoon on like a, like one of the Fox like kids thing. And uh, in that, I believe they had like really like crude humor for a kid show. So I think we were just <laughs> were like, this is fun to play, whatever. Viva Pinata, hell yeah, it's free. Um, so I remember playing it a lot, uh, and I remember liking it and like, which is shocking. Cause like, I don't like, like Stardew Valley. Like it's okay. It's just not the kind of game I want to play all yeah. the time, but I remember sinking some hours into it. So it was, it was cool to see you said you played it. Um, cause I was like, Oh, that takes me way back. Good Lord. Well, and the disturbing thing about this game is this is Pinata Island and like you farm and raise these pinatas. But then, like, the ultimate goal is to sell these pinatas, and they're going to go somewhere and get beat to hell to get the candy out of them. So, like, yeah, they're going to get killed. Kinda... Like, you're, you're raising all these cute little creatures, and then you're shipping them off to the slaughterhouse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty dark game. <laughs> it kind of is, man. <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, Viva Pinata. You can play it on Xbox Game Pass currently. Yeah. All right. So, last week, we posed a question to uh, our listeners and our people in our Discord community. 
uh, I came up with this question because before I even knew that Dead by Daylight was going to be a PS Plus game, uh, I started watching a lot of it. And I remember, like, because when I first played Dead by Daylight, I just didn't enjoy it. Uh, but I started watching it. I enjoy people watching it because I like to see the reactions to, like, when they're the killer or when they're the survivor. Like, just how they play and stuff. Uh, but then I started playing down, obviously. So I guess, like, a uh, second part of this question is, what is a video game you don't enjoy playing but love to watch other people's play? Uh, I guess my newer answer, because now I really do enjoy playing Dead by Daylight, is card games. Uh, the example for me would be Hearthstone. Um, I used to play Hearthstone all the time really hate it now uh i think there's just <laughs> too much rng in it um and there's i respect people who love that game and play it and will buy every new expansion that comes out i'm just real tired of dropping 50 dollars in a card game i suck at apparently uh <laughs> i love watching competitive hearthstone like it's really cool to see all these crazy decks that are made uh they just released a new expansion this week actually so that's really cool so I've been watching a couple of people play through like the new meta that it's revolving around one card pretty much. <laughs> um, uh, right now, like right now, they introduced a card called Mega Cthulhu, and it's a you play it, and if you can destroy it, it automatically destroys the enemy hero. So it's so like you see people play it on turn ten, and then they find a way to destroy it that turn, so that. Uh, they instantly they, win. It's like, huh? They destroy their own card. Yeah, if you destroy the card, it uh will destroy the uh enemy hero. So it's like, huh? Okay. Uh, but yeah, I can't, I can't play Turfstone anymore. I just, it's too much money to get mm. like actually good. And I had a good run with it, but yeah. So, uh, same as our game that you enjoy watching people play, but not playing. No. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in on a secret here, Cody. You know I like watching Overwatch League. I like uh -huh. watching really high level Overwatch. Um but really other than that, I don't actually like watching people play games very much. Oh. Okay. I know, which is weird and pretty not nice to say considering I'm a streamer and I like to have people watch me play games. Um but like I just would pretty much always rather be playing a game than watching a game. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, if I don't have interest in playing a game, even if I suck at it, like, I probably don't want to watch it. Um, so, like, mm -hmm. I do watch people stream sometime, but it's usually because I like the people that are streaming. And I mean, to be perfectly honest, if I'm watching somebody stream, I'm also probably playing a game at the same time. And only slightly <laughs> listening to what's going on in the stream. Um, okay. So yeah, I just I don't know. I just I, I want to be in the action. I don't want to I don't want to take a backseat except for Overwatch League. I don't know why that one does it for me. I think it's just I mean, because it's... they're so good at it, and like I I'm learning as I watch, kind of. So mm -hmm. yeah. okay, all right. I mean, reasonable. Uh, yeah, I watch a lot of people play video games, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have like I follow like a hundred accounts on YouTube, so <laughs> um so we have some responses to this question. So uh, our good friend Byron said that uh any fighting game 
uh, because he can't play them anymore, but he enjoys watching them, uh, which I definitely agree with. I, I like watching Evo, which just happened last week. Mm-hmm. That was cool. But fighter games besides Smash, and even then, they're, that's not really my forte. Like, I just don't. Not very good. Um, I think we'll take turns on this, Sam. Yeah, so let's, let's uh, do that. Um, so Mike said, I think for me... It's a game that is consistently grinding in order to keep up with others. It's not that I don't enjoy those kinds of games, but I just don't have the time to keep up with it to make it worth my while. Understandable. On the flip side, what I love to watch in others is usually group play, like math class or the dream team, because it's the chemistry with all the other people that make it really fun and enjoyable with how they interact with each other. So I found this very interesting because... I've never heard of math class or a dream team. And I was like, oh, I should go like Google those and figure out what those games are. But I did not. Do you know what those games are? Uh, so math class is uh, this Destiny streamer named Datto and his friends. Okay. And the, the dream team is a YouTuber named Mr. Fruit and his friends. Okay. And, like they're kind of a group of people. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's groups, not yeah, games. Yeah. Okay, that makes they're some groups, sense. They're groups, not games. Uh, but I watch both of them. They, yeah, they're funny and their chemistry together really make like. Yeah. Uh, another reason I watch people play video games is because like I don't have a high power PC, so I can't play certain video games mm-hmm. that are only PC only. That's true. So, like there's a game called Trouble in Terrorist Town, um, where like it's a game where two people are they terrorists and then the rest of the people are innocent and you're trying to find the terrorists. Um, but it's like a game of like convincing people you're not oh. the terrorist so that they kill each other and stuff uh so that like that sounds really I don't... cool yeah like, i wish it was it on console trouble if... in terrorist town trouble in terrorist town okay um and so like it's and like there always there's always like jokes and stuff that happen in the games and so like that's kind of like i use that i watch people play games that i can't play um, yeah, that, that I've been wanting to check out some party mode from the kind of funny guys because like yeah. they're fun to watch just in general. So I bet that would be a good time. So that's something I might yeah. check out. They have some good ones. Um, yeah. Next up, we have our friend Megs who says she does not enjoy watching scary games and that she's enjoying our Resident Evil playthrough because it's the only way she gets to watch them. <laughs> uh. And Melissa seconded that. She said, I love watching scary games, but I'm too scared to play them. More specific examples would be Bioshock, Resident Evil, a few of those, and The Last of Us. All of which I've watched people play, but didn't play myself. So, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I give her shit all the time. I just don't understand her at all because she loves horror movies so much. She has a horror podcast called Sirens of Scream, but she gets scared playing horror horror games and it's just like man blows well, my mind may, we may have a discussion about that later in the year just a little <laughs> wink wink nudge nudge to people look forward to that in the future <laughs> um, there's gonna be a lot of horror talk in the future yeah um michael chimed in and said uh f- fighting games as well he says he's terrible at them but that the talent they showcase is amazing uh, and i have to agree like I remember the first time I watched Evo, and I was watching Tekken 7. Um, I've watched Evo in the past, but like last year, Tekken 7 like was the first time I really sat down and watched an entire tournament of like a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was watching Tekken 7, and I watched this dude come back from like the smallest bit of health, and he like 
fought back and destroyed a dude's entire bar, I was just blown away. Like the fighting game community is insane. And like, it's really cool to see. Yeah, I meant to watch some of the Evo, but I didn't get around to it. And then I meant to go back and watch some clips of it so I'd be informed, and I didn't do that either. Um, I'll, I'll send you a video. Um, okay. For me, it's also like, I like to have good commentary over oh, esports. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I think there's only like really one person in Overwatch that I don't like, but there are some people for the fighting game championships that I just can't can't listen to. Um, I, I don't know uh, if this is the appropriate place, but I really want to know who you don't like on the Overwatch League commentators. Uh, Monty, Monte yeah. Cristo. I don't yeah. like him. Okay. I, I think he uh, is a pompous asshole. Um, okay. And like, he just says stuff, and I don't think he has a, like informed opinions about it. Uh, I think he just says stuff, say it. So. Do you have a favorite Overwatch commentator? His name is is it Uber? The dude who's like gets super fucking hype i'm like i want him to comment everything like, i think that's who it was during the finals or something where he I was like so. he was freaking out like he was yes. screaming and like he was apparently on the floor he was so excited by what was happening on the screen and like that's that's yeah. awesome you love that kind I of like enthusiasm him. really gets you going so you need a, a, someone who's that invested in it yeah i like him i like someone who like loves the game and like is generally excited about it um, yeah 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 all right i think we have one more yes so aleandro said i generally watch players play old games that i know i won't go back and play not necessarily a game i wouldn't enjoy though i never finished metal gear solid 3 for instance so i watched a playthrough which that's a good that's a good call like if you yeah, have a game that I you've agree. been playing and you're like yeah i'm not gonna finish this then yeah just go watch you know what you need to 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 see the ending or however much of it you want to follow through with but yeah that's totally valid and also i'll say that when i do watch stuff like i'll watch walkthroughs all the time while i'm playing to help me with stuff because i i got no shame with that if i'm having a, a tough there. time i'll just pop that up and be like okay show me what to do so and usually it's something right. real stupid and i was just like ah so but they're helpful so thank you to everybody who does walkthroughs because you're a godsend really i mean i should probably look up one for resident evil 7 just so i can find this key you just need to do a share play and i'll talk you through it be awesome Um, so thank you everyone who responded to that question uh yeah it was really cool uh really got me thinking i was just like you know i like to watch some games but don't play them so all right so Kind of been a busy week for games. We got some new gameplay trailers. Uh, so first off, we got Red Dead 2 gameplay we showed. There's a six-minute video up. Uh, we both watched it. Uh, Sam, what are your general opinions uh, on the first play- on the first watch? Um, let me just make this face and be like, eh, maybe that tells you what you need to know. Um, it looks like a gorgeous game. It looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't, I just, it didn't, it didn't grab me. It didn't say, hey, you need to buy this game right now. It's like, this is one where I'll probably need to do the red box and just like get it for a weekend and see. Um, But it's just like, it really didn't excite me. There was a line in it, I believe, that said realistic reload and recoil. And that turned me off right away. I'm like, oh, God, no, I just I just want fast, easy shooting. I don't need realism. Come on. 
But I will say I did like this dead eye thing where like time slows down and you can just like bang, 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 uh, headshot everybody. That looks really cool. Um, and I guess there was something like that in the first Red Dead, but I never got to it. Like I couldn't make it to that part. So, so there's that. And then just like the open world part of it, like I'm not super into open worlds right now. Also not super into westerns, um, so though it seems like a pretty neat, you know, setting for it, it's not going to be as exciting as some other games we'll talk about shortly that really got me going. So it's just like, it's just not, it's not the Sam. So I don't know, but what did, what did you think about it? Uh, yeah, so I love Red Dead Redemption 1 um, as probably one of my favorite games of all time uh i remember playing through that story and getting to the end and just like almost crying because it's over and that like i did not ever think i'd get a second one um yeah. and i was talking to Alejandro last night about this and i've kind of after watching this gameplay trailer coming to the conclusion that uh i didn't really need the second one um <laughs> uh <laughs> I think it was good like i think uh, it was good there like i'm also in the same boat with uh kind of with the last of us i don't think there needs to be a second one but i'm happy there is one yeah um so i played red dead redemption one because like the story was really like engaging like it hooked me from the start about this mm -hmm. character who like had a troubled past and had to go deal with his past this one you're playing like an outlaw and you're going around with your gang of outlaws and you're making camp and like the line that got me unexcited was to keep morale high, you have to go find animals and kill them and bring them back for food and make sure the morale stays high. Mm. I don't like base building games that don't need base building. And this yeah. sounds like a base builder and I don't like it. Um, Do you know what? I, I was thinking wanna... around those campfires, there's probably going to be some good fart jokes. You would think cowboys around the campfire. Maybe? No. You don't what think time so? Guys, actually, funny story. So, <laughs> around the time Red Dead Redemption came out, I think they also released... Uh, what was the name of that movie? Crap. Blazing um, Saddles? No. It was a remake of an old... Uh, who's the, the famous cowboy guy? John Wayne. John Wayne. It was a remake of a John Wayne movie. Um, so like the it wasn't the Magnificent Seven. That's the one that just came out. But it was like yeah. the the seven. It was like the Great Escape. No something. Um, oh man, I forget. I don't know. Again, like okay, I don't, but I don't like do westerns. We, my friends and I loved Red Dead Redemption so much mm -hmm. that we went and saw this western movie in theaters. Okay, that's how much I loved Red Dead. Everything about this one so far, not everything. There are some stuff I think is cool, but uh. I was, the base voting thing just really like why I didn't need that um I my favorite part of Red Dead was like I think you could fast travel but I just enjoyed getting on my horse mm -hmm. and just riding and seeing where I ended up and like seeing what it like brought me to um I like the idea that like as you pass by somebody you mm -hmm. kind of can make choices because like in Red Dead 1 like John Marston was a good dude so I felt like I had to play a good person. Like, there's a 
part where there's a woman who's tied to train tracks and you like are given the choice like you can leave her there you can walk away uh or you or you could save her i mean not walk away you could leave her and walk, uh, walk away or save her um and i saved her because don marston is a good dude in this one you're allowed to pick like do you want to be like super bad outlaw guy yeah. or do you want to be the good person who like helps people and like you're a good outlaw and like to i kind of like fair, that a mean outlaw might still save a lady from the train tracks she he might rob her sure. but still save her yeah okay true so. true um so you like i like the idea of choice um i like that they're kind of redoing combat um because uh, i don't really remember being in many fist fights in the first game i think the only way yeah. you could is if you like started a, a bar brawl um i liked dead eye in the first game uh because it was just a really easy way to, to clear out a lot of enemies yeah. uh, i remember you definitely you saved that for mis- for parts of the mission where you knew you're gonna have to fight a lot of people so it's like um, an ultimate thing- like you have to wait for the charge to build and then use it yeah, like as you shoot things, like it builds a tr- okay. like a meter up. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure, uh, or that of the meter just is yeah. there. Over and time. You use it. It takes time to come back. Um, this seems less. You had to like snap to different targets in the first one. In this one, it seems very more. Like, hey, you're in slow mo. Take the shot. You're yeah. still in slow mo. Take the shot instead well, of. And part of it seemed like you mark the shots. Like kind of like um, and the first one you did that too, and then, um, it, then it came back and shot all of them at once. It seemed or like yeah, that's it's almost like straight up because McCree's ultimate is yeah. Dead Eye and Overwatch. Yeah. This is legitimately what it was. It's yeah. you let it line up and like you line them all up and like it like puts an X over their head. Yeah, and then you take the shot. And this one it was more hit you see the red X shoot red X yeah. shoot. Um, so that's cool. Um, I think I'm on the stance that I'm going to get Red Dead Redemption 2 a little bit after it comes out. I want to, like, really jump into it once I'm not busy. It's at the end of October, so if you can just wait, like, a month for those Black Friday sales, like, you can probably get a good deal on it, would be my guess. See, I'm trying to think of, like, his issues are, like, Rockstar games are similar to Call of Duty games where they don't go on sale very often, I feel, when they first come out. Wow. Oh. So, because I don't That's remember GTA bad. 5 going on sale. Like, like you, can, you still have to buy GTA 5 for, like, $60, I think, at, yeah. like, GameStop. So, like, here's that thing. is like I don't know if it will be on a Black Friday sale. Like, I can see That's it being on the Target's buy two, get one free sale, maybe. Yeah, but still. Um, yeah. Uh... And it seems like they're going to be releasing these like videos highlighting the game. Like at the end of the video, this woman who's talking, who kind of is talking through everything, does tell you that. Um, then the next episode, we'll look at missions and what yeah. you can do. And they showed like a train robbery going on, which I definitely think if Red Dead's online can take advantage of what GTA has set the groundwork for. Like in GTA, I think my favorite part was doing heists, mm-hmm. and I never had a group to do heists with. But if like if me and you can get the game for cheap, and me and you and like two other people, like can go rob a train together, I think that'd be really stupidly fun because of all the bad things that'll happen. Like yeah. someone's dying on that train. Oh, um, it would be fun. Like my my big concern, like I don't. I've only. I guess I've probably only played two Rockstar games, like Red Dead One and then GTA, either four or five. I don't remember which one. Um. 
but I didn't like them. And like the GTA game, it, it was just too hard. Like I would go try to do these missions and I just couldn't complete them. And, and I think like Red Dead was hard for me too, specifically with the shooting and dealing with stuff. And I was just like, I don't, I don't know if the gameplay is going to be so different that it'll be something that jives with my play style or not. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, I think I am looking forward to this game. I just I'm not like I need this day one, and I'm gonna spend like the rest of the year playing it. Um, okay, I have a favor to ask. Okay, if up? you play this game and you just like love it so much, like just completely love it, um, on the podcast where we talk about that, will you wear a cowboy hat for me? Will I wear a cowboy hat if I'm talking about my review of Red Dead Redemption 2? Yes. Fuck yes. I will go (laughs) buy a cowboy hat just for that. Okay. Um, Nice. Well, then I hope you love it. I I would love to be proven wrong. Like, Red Dead Redemption 1 is one of my favorite games. Yeah. Uh, So I would love if this comes out and, like, for some fucking reason, they release a Western movie in, like, three months. And I'm like, I gotta go see fucking this Western movie because I love Red Dead. Um, But (laughs) currently... It's not what I'm feeling about the game. Uh, I just don't like the base building like idea. Yeah. And like maybe I'm freaking out too much. Maybe it's not really a base building. Like maybe you just gotta go kill a fox every three hours. Like who cares? Um, but that's how I'm feeling currently. Um, I did. I didn't think like that game looks beautiful. And like I'm not gonna yeah. lie, I got a little goosebumps when that he was riding the horse and he did that like quick turn with the horse and like was riding off into the sunset. A little goosebumpy. I was like, ooh, okay. That was cool looking. I'll give you that. Um, to be clear, it doesn't take much to make you have goosebumps. Oh my gosh. Okay. I need you to respect the goosebumps, okay? I feel like you dog on me for getting goosebumps all the time. I need to respect for them. Because okay. the goosebumps happen when something's cool. I mean, you just think things are cool a lot. I do. That's good. That's awesome. So, I'm glad that you do. Better to think things are cool than to poop on things. Exactly. Unless you're so a dumb like beetle. you're about to tell me, unless you're a dumb beetle, um, just like you're about to tell me how the Doom Eternal gameplay reveal was really cool when you got goosebumps. So let's hear it. Um, I didn't get goosebumps, but I got real excited by this this gameplay. This is... you get real excited a lot, Sam. I'm just saying you get real excited. I don't think you're generally speaking to us listeners. I'm I'm stepping in their shoes for a minute. I'm worried you're not being honest because you always say you're really excited. Just I... so just. Just throwing it out there. I wasn't real excited about Red Dead 2, if you'll recall. I okay. wasn't real excited about yeah. hashtag war games, if you'll recall. Okay, so I've been real excited yeah. about. Okay, so we're going to talk about this, and then I'm going to bring up one other game that I'm really excited about, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, okay. So Doom Eternal. I mean, I love Doom. Doom is one of my favorite games. It's just so much fun. Part of what makes it so good, I think, is that soundtrack you just got this heavy metal music you're kicking ass and it just it it gets you going so much and you know we had that in the trailer um so it was really getting me pumped up there and the first thing well i guess the first thing is like you see this like kind of sword that's attached to one arm so when you're doing your melee stuff you've got some cool new melee kills like you can slice people in half like through the torso they just kind of call apart you can slice someone right down the center vertically um you can stab somebody through the mouth with it so there's all kinds of cool melee kills that you can do now um but then the thing that i got 
the, the second thing that was really cool, one of your guns, or maybe it's just something that you have, is a grapple, which you didn't have a grapple last game, and it was showing you would grapple onto an enemy and, like, pull yourself up to them and then, like, shoot them when you got close. And so that's really cool, because, like, it gives you a new way to fight, but also a new way to navigate around the, the landscape. And I'm not sure because it never, like, showed you grappling onto an inanimate object. So I don't know if you can grapple to the environment or if you can only grapple to enemies. But regardless, it's cool. You can grapple on enemies. Um, they've, they showed these... I don't remember the first one if it did... I guess it didn't do this, but now the enemies reflect damage as you were hitting them with stuff. Um, so they will start to like, you shoot it here and like a trunk will come off of its head and like, it'll oh. just start getting, it gets real gory looking yeah. and it's just like falling apart in pieces as you're like taking it apart, which is really cool. Cause like you can, you can see your progress. You can see how things are going. Um, they had these, <laughs> this one guy, this demon seemed to have like this orange orb in his stomach and like you could rip it out and then like stuff it in his mouth and it was some type of explosive and it just blah he exploded after you did that um so it was really cool um the, the game, this thing went on for a really long time it showed a ton of gameplay which you know it's cool um but like I said earlier, like I don't always like watching like a ton of gameplay. So even though I enjoyed it, I was like, you know, this is this is enough. Like I know I want to play this game. I'm definitely excited about it. Yeah. Like I don't really need to see anymore. Um, but the stuff they showed was really cool. There's a new thing that they're doing, I think called Invasion, where you can set up to I want to go be a demon and invade someone else's game who's like playing as the hero. Or, and you can, like, set your own to say, okay, I allow other players to invade or not. Um, so you can get some multiplayer stuff in there. I missed a little bit of it, because this was while I was at work. Um, I took a little bit of a break to watch some of it, but then I had to get back to work. Um, but, like, I'm sure they're going to have, like, multiplayer, just typical stuff, because they had that in the first one, which is very much like Quake's multiplayer. Well, Quake is multiplayer, whatever. Um, and then they were just showing, like, one more thing, like, sh showing the different locations that you're going to be at, because, like, the main stuff they were showing was just, like, this hellscape. And, but it seemed like it was possibly Earth, and it has become hell on Earth. Um, because, like, in the last game, you were, like, on a base. I think maybe you were on a different planet? I don't recall. Um, I believe you were on Mars. I think maybe you were on Mars. But then I think you're always on Mars in all the Doom games. And okay. then the big thing is that like Earth is no longer safe, and that's oh, why okay. this is a big deal to go to Earth. Oh, okay, okay, but yeah, because um, like in the in the other one, like you would teleport to Hell sometimes. But this looks like something bad's happened, and some worlds have merged. Um, but then they were saying also like there was this level on Phobos, which is a moon of Mars, and that was like a base that was still intact. And this is where they had. Uh, the BFG 10,000, which the BFG we've talked about before is the big fucking gun, which was like your your big gun in the last game where like, you know, it was like one shot kills for a lot of stuff because it was like so powerful. Um, so this one is like, it's on this Phobos base and it's one of those like gigantic 
lasers that's like shooting off into space. Um, it looked really cool. I don't know if you actually get to ever shoot that yourself, but the fact that it's there and they called it the BFG 10,000 made me really happy. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, I was watching, I know this sounds like a big statement because next year is going to be a really good year for games. But just watching that, I was like, oh my God, what if this is my game of the year next year? You know, because it just looks so good and it's, I'm going to have so much fun playing it. Um, but I don't know, Cody, you, you watched some of it. You haven't played the first Doom, but, uh, but what are you thinking right now? No, but that's still time to a second. Um, yeah, we were watching it before and I was just joking with you, like the new blade on the arm thing and then like the shoulder mountain cannon. I was like, you're just playing the Predator, bro. Like this is just Predators. Like they should really like be careful. Um, I think this looks really cool. Uh. I'm really excited for this, so much so that uh, I'm taking advantage of this QuakeCon sale, and I'm buying Doom 1, and I'm going to play it. Um, I'm so yeah, excited uh, for you. You were talking about how they announced the QuakeCon sale, so everywhere you can buy Bethesda games, all Bethesda games are on sale. Uh, currently, Doom on PSN is $15, so that's really good. Uh, Skyrim is 30 so fuck that, I'm not buying that. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about it, but no. Um and all the other Bethesda games, you know, design and all that. But yeah, this looks really, this looks really cool. Like I, I didn't realize I needed to play some Doom until I watched this trailer, and I was like, I need to play some Doom. I just need to get some anger it's out. It's gonna you know? get you so hyped up, man. Like I might go Which, play some Doom some, again. Some would say I'd get the goosebumps, you know. Um, anyways, but yeah, Doom looks really cool. Uh, they also showed off some Rage Two gameplay, apparently. Fuck, Cody, I'm so excited for Rage 2. Like, I was kind of excited about it before. I know this is crazy, but I mean, if you think about it, if you look at it, it's very similar to Doom, except you're not fighting uh -huh. demons in hell. This is like a post-apocalyptic world. There's people with different different types of, I don't know, tribe, clans, whatever. Um, but Gangs. just looking at... What? Gangs? Gangs, yes. That's that's okay. the good word it's for like them. Tribes? Like I was like, I don't know, what do you call these groups of bad people that get together? Um But yeah, this game looks really good too. They were showing some of the different locations. Um they were showing off some of the weapons and abilities. But again, I was like, I don't really care. Look at this. You're just like you got this really hyped up music, you're shooting people, you're getting in there in the action. It just looks like it's going to be so much fun. And I'm like, man, this is definitely going to be a day one purchase for me because I want to play it as soon really? as possible. Wow. Yes. Okay. Hmm. I got really excited. I mean, we need to figure out whatever my goosebumps are so I can say that. But, um, You're but yeah. really excited. That's, that's I got nice. really excited. Oh. That's what I can do. So Rage 2 comes out in June of 2019. So again, we got some waiting. Um, but uh, but yeah, it just did looks... They, no. Did they announce the release date for that at E3? I don't recall. So this was the first time they announced the release date of Rage 2. I don't recall. Cody, I'm very unreliable. I feel like it is. Okay. Um, okay. It's June. Hmm, it's pretty yeah. good. That's a good, and, that's a good time for a game like that to come yeah. out because the summers are usually very empty. So. And to clarify, we don't have a release date for Doom Eternal yet. So, But it's probably going to be... I can see After like June. Yeah, I could see the end of next year. I think yeah. that's where the first one came out, so that would make sense. I don't know. All right. But, but yeah, it's gonna be. But the great. fun doesn't stop there. We had some Does Super Smash Brothers Ultimate news come out. 
Yes, the fun doesn't stop there. Um, so they had a Super Smash Brothers uh, direct, I guess you would say, this week. They announced two new characters: Crom uh, from Castlevania and King K. Rule from Donkey Kong series, the uh, giant alligator boss that's in most of the Donkey Kong Country games. Uh, never really played any of the Castlevania games, so hold your swords and pitchforks. Don't don't murder me yet. But uh, <laughs> I thought Crom looked pretty cool. I like the idea that he has like so many different weapon options. He did have a. They're calling them a. Uh, what are they calling them? A daisies, peaches. I want to say not, not mirror character, but uh, there's a special term that they not, they coined. I can't remember. It's Dog like a, it's pretty much a counterpart. It's a what are they calling it? I can't remember right now. It's just like a skin almost for the character. It just oh. makes them look different. Um, uh, and so he has one of those. Uh, they announced a Dark Samus, which I've never heard of. So if that's something from one of the recent uh, Metroid games. Who knows? Hmm. Um, Still no, still no Waluigi, but uh, we'll we'll hold out hope. Um, I mean, he did have a purple and yellow chair behind him. Maybe it's a hint. Who knows? Okay, anyways. <laughs> um, a lot of cool stuff. I like just kind of talk about how, in a very weird Nintendo thing, you can. Cody, you frozen for me. I cannot hear you right now. Uh, hey, sorry about that, folks. A little weird thing with discord happened there um so in a very nintendo way they announced that with the uh super smash brothers ultimate game you can put the you can have the game running but put it in sleep mode and listen to the music as if the nintendo switch is like an ipod <laughs> and like they showed this woman just putting her switch into a bag and just rocking some headphones like listening to smash music and i was like sure okay whatever cool yeah. um Real cool thing for you Monster Hunter fans, Wrathfulos is a boss, which I guess that means it's going to be like there's like a story element to this. Um, it's also a trophy, so good good for Ma Monster Hunter. It deserves a little spotlight there. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't think we'd get a Monster Hunter character into the game, so it's cool. Yeah, I would um, think it would be very overpowered. I mean, you're a Monster Hunter. What do you, you think Mario's going to stand up to that? Uh, I mean, he stood <laughs> up to a T-Rex, so... Good point, good point. Um, so is Mario going to have Cappy in this game? Yes, they announced that like he'll have... Uh, like They've reworked a lot of the characters based on like recent games that have come out. So like uh -huh. there's a Breath of the Wild Link, and yeah, Mario will have Cappy. Uh, and I think he can throw it. That'll be a new move he can do. But Cappy will not be able to take over enemies. No, that'd be a little overpowered, I imagine. You just take someone over and just jump just jump off the map. I just hit the camera. Um, <laughs> you got real excited there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is really cool. All cool news. Uh, new characters. Uh, this is the biggest Smash of all time. I really do think this is the last Super Smash Brothers from Sakurai. Um, he looks like he wants to die. So Ooh. I hope he does. I hope he... I hope he takes a break after this. Yeah. I hope he's... Get some well-deserved rest. Nintendo finds someone else to make Smash Brothers games after this. Um, yeah, it's shaping up to be a good uh, game. I'm excited for December. I think it's just going to be a fun party game we play together. Like, it's just going to be fun to be yelling at each other a lot for fun. Yeah, let's you just yell at agree. each other. That yeah, sounds I... great. <laughs> uh, last tiny bit of news, and then we're wrapping it up here. Uh, Diablo had a video drop. I'm sorry, this is a last-minute edition. I just remembered off the top yep, of my head. Yeah, it's fine. Um, 
<laughs> Diablo had a video come out, and they there's an announcement that they are working on multiple Diablo projects. Uh, so that's really cool. One of them we'll find out later this next year, or later this year, not later next year, later this year. Um, so you can probably expect that around Gamescom or BlizzCon. Uh, yes, Sam. No, continue, because this is something else completely. Okay. Um, I think that the multiple projects are they are working on bringing Diablo 3 to Nintendo Switch. I think oh. that uh, that's just something that would make sense. I don't think you can be... They won't, it won't be enough time for them to bring Diablo 4 to Switch. I think they're probably working on PC port and console port right now for Xbox and PlayStation. I don't think they're working on Nintendo Switch for Diablo 4 currently. Um, and then I think they might try to have a Diablo game on mobile. Uh, okay. Just some, of all the Blizzard titles besides Hearthstone, I could see them working on a mobile Diablo game. Um, so wait, Diablo yeah. 4 would be a new Diablo? Yes. Okay. But you think they're, uh, you think they're going to announce that as one of the yeah, new things? Yeah, I, I think okay. it's been a... Like, Diablo 3 came out 2013. Yeah. 2012? It's been five to six years, so it's it's time for a new game. Yeah. Uh, so good good for you, Diablo fans. It's about time. Um, looking forward to that. I actually just redownloaded Diablo three, so I'll be playing through some of that soon. Um, yeah, Sam. Anything else you want to add? Yes, there is something I want to add because I'm excited. And speaking of Diablo, made me think about it. This seems kind of similar, but Divinity Original Sin two, which we've talked about, we're excited for. Um, they just announced that, like, that it's getting released August 31st, but if you pre-order it on PS4 right now, you can start playing right now, and you can play through the first act, which is apparently 20 to 30 hours of content, so yeah. you can get, like, quite a jump start on it, so I'm excited for that, so. Yeah, I'm really excited for the game, I'm picking that up with my brother, and we're gonna play it through together, so I'm really excited for that. May have to talk to him. Maybe we'll get it sooner than we thought, and yeah. do that first act together. All right. Well, I think that was a pretty good episode. I do yeah. say so myself. Um, so, if you want to send us emails, ask us questions, tell us we smell. Um, I'd shower Wait, today. I th- tell where you did that much. even come from? What? Okay. Um, you know, Why would we pretty... smell? You were working out earlier. Because, you because of the dung beetle thing, isn't it? It's because of the dumb wheel thing. Um, you can reach us at contact at geekartgames.com. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at geekartgames. Uh, you can follow our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash geekartgames. If you want to watch our Resident Evil 5 series, which is going strong, today's, or this past week was the last time you'll hear an echo, hopefully. Uh, you can uh, find that at geekartgames.com slash YouTube. If you want to support us monetarily, you can buy a t-shirt at geekartgames.com slash shirts. That's a cat jumping off a bed, which I yep. just heard. Uh, if you would be so kind, we would love a review on iTunes, Spotify, any of your podcast app or YouTube service you use. Um, if you want to join our Discord community, where we're having great talks all the time, it is geekartgames.com slash Discord. Sam. Where can people find you if they want to yell at you for your dung beetle obsession? I mean, I don't think it's an obsession, but I'm at S-K-S-U-V-A-K, so. Okay. And I am at Count Cody. And you can yell at me for judging Sam for her dung beetle fetish. Anyways, Sam, 
I think this has been a great show. If I do say so myself. Take it away. We're just two geeks who heart games. Dung, dung, da, dung, dung. Beetle. A. It's not like an obsession. It. I like it. Some people say it is, but I mean, I guess. <laughs>